Gospel Message, Week 86, Oneness. Earlier today, while I was just reading and meditating, uh, the verse in the Gospel according to John came to me. And this is from John chapter 17, uh, from verses 20 to 22, and it reads, Neither pray I for these alone, but for them also which shall believe on me through their word, that they may all be one, as thou, Father, art in me, and I in thee, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that thou hast sent me, and the glory which thou gavest me I give unto them, that they may be one, even as we are one. And along those lines, I began thinking or, you know, I began meditating that after the fall of man, this is after Adam and Eve uh, sinned in the Garden of Eden and were separated from God, you know, things have been moving along. However, the whole purpose of Jesus Christ was to reconcile us to God. And in order for there to even be a need for reconciliation, then there has to have been some sort of separation. So somewhere along the lines, we lost oneness with God, hence making it necessary for reconciliation. And I think about Christianity, the way we practice it, and the things that are preached, and who Jesus is advertised as. And in reality, when many of us, and by us I mean we Christians, those of us who go to church, and those of us who practice this Christian faith, you know, we do this thing a lot where when we want to invite people to our church, you know, we invite them on the premise of their need. You know, if there's something that they're looking for in life, let's say maybe they're trying to have a child or looking for a spouse or going through one problem or another, you know, we say, okay, come to my church, you know, and we do this advertising on Jesus along the lines of his miracle working characteristic, you know, for there to be wonders. When we struggle in our life and we, we come to the realization that there are just certain things that we might just not be able to do on our own, with our own power or by our own power. Hence, Jesus becomes necessary. And Jesus is becoming necessary because we realize that we cannot do certain things on our own. And what the Spirit was just bringing to my understanding just now that in as much as it is not false advertising in and of itself, it is very incomplete advertising. And the incompleteness of it is not necessarily on the lines of any type of malicious intent, but on the lines of ignorance to a large extent. Because when God sent Jesus or when Jesus opted to come, down to be that propitiation for our sins, the goal was not to work quote-unquote miracles as in give us this, give us that, give me this, give me that. 
knowing he has the power to because he is of the Trinity, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. And in the book of Colossians, we are told explicitly that through him and by him, all things were created and there is nothing that was created that was not created by him. So we know, we believe that Jesus Christ has omnipotent power. This is a fact. It is a revelation fact. It is a biblical fact. No question there. But yet, that is not all there is to Christ because the person of Christ, the Emmanuel, that is Jesus Christ, who is God with us, that was not the sole purpose for which he came. Now, we understand that in the, in the, in the, in the goal of winning souls, you know, by nature, this human nature, this flesh nature, we doubt naturally. So you know what? We have to see signs and wonders in order to know that this person or this Jesus that we're being asked to believe in, you know, he's not like us. He's not no ordinary man. Hence, Jesus did and still does have to show his power. But what we have missed and what we do not preach and what we do not share on the foundation of this gospel is the true reason, the eternal reason for which Christ came. Keep in mind, whatever miracle that Jesus performs on this earth will pass away with this earth. For all the signs and wonders that he can perform in the give me this or give me that or we open our hands and stretch them high up to heavens all in the hope of receiving something from him. Everything that Jesus can give us for this life, this life on this earth will pass away. But the one gift that he can give us that will never pass away, that will now carry on into eternity, is the gift of life. The gift of life that comes by one means and one means only, oneness with God. And this oneness with God is achieved through the reconciliation that the life of Christ came here to now make us uh, privy to or give us the opportunity to have. This oneness with God is the goal. It is the goal that surpasses every other goal. It is the benefit that surpasses every other benefit. Remember, when Adam and Eve sinned in the Garden of Eden, and I will go and uh, read it from Genesis, Genesis chapter 3, and uh, that is from uh, verse, I think verse 20. And it says, Adam called his wife's name Eve because she was the mother of all living. And God said, behold, man has now become one of us to know good and evil. And now, lest he put forth his hand and also take the tree of life and eat and live forever. Therefore, the Lord God sent him forth from the garden of Eden to till the ground from whence he was taken. This is after the fall, meaning there was this condition that man was now in was pretty much the condition of damnation, the damnation of the life that has sinned against God. So God took away the opportunity of that life to be 
permanent. He took it away because if, if man had eaten of the tree of life in that state, then man, you know, that deformed state of man would now become a permanent state of man, you know, and that was not the Lord's will. And, but prior to that, this, this is after the separation, but prior to that now, you know, when Adam and Eve ate of the tree, of, of the knowledge of good and evil, the minute, and, and I'll go back to that, that's also in Genesis chapter 3, and um, after they were tempted by the serpent in verses 4, 5, and 6, from verse 7 it says, and the eyes of them both were open, and they knew that they were naked. And they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord among the trees of the garden. The Lord called unto Adam and said unto him, Where art thou? And he said, I heard thy voice in the garden and was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. And he said, This is God. Who told thee that thou wast naked? Hast thou eaten of the tree whereof I commanded thee that thou should not eat of? And this was when the separation happened. Remember, he says, as soon as he they ate of the fruit, he says, the woman saw that the tree was good for food and it was pleasant to the eyes. A tree that desired to make one wise. She took of the fruit thereof and did eat, and gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. And and the eyes of them both were open. The minute, the instant, not the minute, the instant that the disobedience was manifested, meaning the thought followed by the desire followed by the action instantly their eyes were opened instantly they were separated from god and we being the descendants of adam and eve were now born into that predisposition that separation from god where the the gulf is already there so now the goal the lifelong goal on this earth is to now re reachieve or achieve that oneness with god and that was the sole purpose of christ's coming what is the crux of what i'm saying the crux of what I'm saying is we have to shift our minds, especially those of us who have been Christians for a very long time, especially those of us who have been in church for a very long time, especially those of us who will say we have been worshiping God and believing in Christ for a very long time. We have to go back to the primary fact too many sermons in this day and age are focused on the bread that the bread giver gives too much of christianity is being spoken of is being propagated is being shared on the basis of the things 
Christ can do, his ability. They are not focusing and they are not bringing our minds back to the most important aspect of Jesus Christ, his purpose. And his purpose is to reconcile us to God, to bring us back into oneness with God, the way God intended it to be before man sinned. This is the purpose of Christianity. This is the purpose of following Christ, believing in him and walking with him. Think of, go back to what he said in John 17. And just in case you're not aware, this John 17 is the prayer of Christ to the Father. John 17, 1 starts out, These words spake Jesus and lifted his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour is come. Glorify thy son that thy son may glorify thee. This entire chapter is the prayer of Christ to the Father for who? For us, for the disciples and those who will believe on their word. Meaning when the disciples were sent into the world to preach the gospel, they were going to have people listen to them and believe what they were saying. This prayer is for us the church, the believers. And I go back to that verse that I read earlier, those verses from verse 20. It says, neither pray I for these alone, meaning his disciples, but for them also which shall believe on me through their word, that they may be one. He didn't say that they may have all their heart's desires. He didn't say that they might attain all the things that will make them happy in this world. He didn't say that they will just, it's not about this world. This world shall pass away. We have to become eternity minded. We have to become kingdom focused. There is eternity, but eternity is going to have two destinations, eternity with Christ or eternity with Satan. Those are the only two options. So in this prayer, Christ is saying that they may be one. As thou, Father, art in me. He has given the example of what he means by oneness. I and my Father are one. I believe that's from John 10.10. 10. I and my Father are one. The same way Adam and the Father were one before the fall. The fall now caused the division. It created the gulf. It created the enmity. It created the separation. But Jesus Christ came now to reconcile us with the Father that we may be one through Christ. So if we are one with Christ, then we are also one with the Father. And we who are the believers in Jesus Christ will be one with one another. This is the goal of Christianity. And that is why that passage that says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and its righteousness and everything else you need will be added unto you. Forget about the everything else. We are so focused on the everything else. We make our priority the everything else and not the oneness, not the reconciliation. The reconciliation is everything. Nothing 
else matters. Nothing else should matter. Every gift of God, every miracle, every provision is a byproduct of our belief. It is not the basis of our belief. And we have to come to understand this and receive it rebuke any spirit or any voice that comes to you telling you otherwise any spirit that says but i must this but i must that rebuke it in the name of jesus because it is the subtle voice of the enemy trying to take you away from seeking first the kingdom of god and his righteousness oneness with christ oneness with god that was the goal of Jesus coming down to this earth and that has to be our goal it has to be our goal forget every formula forget every strategy forget every biblical calculation and set your mind on Christ Jesus I want to be one with you as I know that is the will of God the Father and what is the Father's will? I want to be my will. Make me one with you. The purpose that you came down to this earth, the sole purpose that you came down, I want that purpose in its entirety to be made manifest in my life. This is the prayer. This is the prayer that covers every other prayer. This is the miracle that transcends every other miracle that you, Christ Jesus, may fulfill in my life the will of God for you, sending you down to this earth. This is what I want you. I ask you, I need you to make manifest in my life in its entirety, in its total completeness, according to the will of God, the Father, Lord Jesus, do that in my life. Do that in my life starting this instant. This is the prayer. And brethren, I guarantee you that once we commit ourselves to Christ this way, abandoning everything, the Bible says, lean not on your own understanding. All those formulas, all those other things that make us focus on the miracles above the mission, these are the things of the devil and we have to rebuke them in Jesus' name. Jesus Christ had a mission. He is able to perform miracles, but the miracles were not, that is not the end product. They were not the mission. The mission is to reconcile us to God. And during the course of this, he will perform miracles in our lives. During the course of this, he will do things that blow our minds away and blow the minds of other people around us. But remove every, every, every stop trying to figure it out. Don't try to even understand the process. Believe the word of God. He came to reconcile us with the Father. Do you believe that? If you believe it, then you must claim it today. Claim it today and ask him to do it in the way that only he knows how to do it. Ask him to do it and he will do it. He will do it. Now unto him who is able to keep us from falling and to make us stand blameless in his sight. Be all glory, honor, majesty, adoration, both now and forever. And may we continue to grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen.